0: You're listening to The Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to The Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah
1: Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And today we're going to talk about the uh, second episode of Marvel's What If? What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord? I am just an ordinary junker.
0: But there is one name you may know me by.
1: I'm a huge fan of your work. What are you doing? Here? That was not the reaction
0: I was expecting. This was an awesome episode. I mean, you texted me immediately afterwards. I feel like immediately after you watched it and said we need to talk about this, followed by you know a dozen exclamation points, which you don't which you don't use frequently. It's uncharacteristic. It of is me. very <laughs> uncharacteristic of you. But so I figured you were excited about this, and after our last conversation, you're able. To, you mentioned that you wanted to be able to see consequences of you know the differing universes or whether that's a consequence um that is that is actually a consequence that is bad or something that is that is made better because of the change right right and you definitely see that
1: absolutely in this episode right this did what a what if story should be doing
0: yeah uh t'challa is hands down a better star lord than peter quill he is and that is, I mean, that's because of his childhood that he was raised in and how he was, you know, brought up as a kid, right. raised as a kid. Um, I can't, you can't fault Quill too much on that considering, you know, his mom died young, his father wasn't in the picture, and he was kidnapped by a blue alien. And, uh, you know, it didn't have much, you know, to go on. But
1: Right, and, and he was hiding, you know... Quill or, or mm-hmm. you know, because they, they didn't want to do what they were going to do. Right. Where T'Challa was the wrong person. Right. Right. He, they knew he was the wrong pick.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but it just, I mean, it goes to show the personalities of both of those characters. And I thought they did it nicely where they didn't like crap all over Quill. Right. But, it, and I also have to say, I'm watching this episode and saying like, this is a great last edition for Chadwick Boseman in the MCU
1: oh for sure
0: like what a way to end it by you know his uh his character's um love for others his service to others um and just what he embodies you know when well, his that. skill set and cleverness
1: yeah. and like every single all the beats were right and yeah you know I loved that opening graphic they used on Black Panther when they re- released it with the you know the purple mm. added chadwick, chadwick Boseman titles but this was a much better tribute this yeah. this piece no, and that absolutely. isn't why i liked it it's a reason why it was likeable yeah but i like it it's one it of much the many more. reasons Right. it's one of the right. many reasons mm-hmm.
0: um so yes there are there are heavy spoilers coming if you're still listening and haven't watched the episode i don't know what you're doing here but uh give it a watch it's like 35 minutes and then come back and join us for the rest of the conversation but we're going to be diving into some really heavy Heavy spoilers. Um, Absolutely. So tell me something. Um, I There was a very shocking moment in the episode for me. I don't know. Tell me about like, I'll, I'll share mine in a second. Did anything about this episode shock you? Was there any major surprise that you were like, whoa, like I can hear you almost I, responding uh, audibly at certain things in this episode? I, I don't know.
1: I, I super loved the Thanos turn—that's
0: that was my thing. I then, mean, the Thanos yeah. turn
1: was fantastic. Yeah, the but be, because it's exactly what for me, uh, we need to th- we need to do when we talk about these characters who are doing things for the right reasons. It uh-huh. just needed somebody to guide him to the right place. I love that he stuck by his guns. I thought the I thought Brolin did a tremendous uh-huh. job. Um,
0: yeah, Thanos Thanos popping up as part of the Ravagers was. Uh, something I did not even consider being a thing, and the fact that it was, I, and and it's the question of like this is it, it answered the the questions fans have been saying like what why didn't Thanos just double the resources of everything rather than and he just never thought about it I guess no one argued that for him, you know no right. one argued against him for right. that but T'Challa did apparently, and uh, it just goes to show that you need to have the right people in your life to, I guess. Uh, become the best version of yourself. And and Thanos uh, Thanos wasn't a bad guy. He just made bad choices. And that's what made him the bad guy, right? Like he wanted the best for humanity as a whole. It just so happened that he didn't care about half of those people.
1: Right, he cared more about the survival of the species than he did about the individuals, individuals, right? And T'Challa made him see both ends of that. Yeah. And I love that they keep talking about genocide they keep playing with the genocide right, language keeps, yeah. like that the it's not often you get a running joke in about, anything about genocide where, where <laughs> genocide is the punchline over and over again but i thought brolin was spectacular i mean the, the that entire crew surrounding bozeman
0: it's and well and it's all the original actors it's right everybody who was everybody wants to sign on for this thing because how is one how exciting is it to be your character in animated form that's so. That's gotta be so much fun. But two, they love these characters and they're just so willing to come back and-
1: Well, and the reimagine them, thing. right? Because right. each of those characters was reimagined, yeah. they, but they were still the same character. And so yeah. it's good to have the right actor or the same actor because then we're not being distracted by the change and thinking there's like it's not instead of what if, it's like revisionist or right. some kind of retcon. It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like this person's in a different universe and mm-hmm. we're seeing a different, and so, therefore, they're story. they're kind of a different person in a way, right? Yeah. Well, if Star Lord is different, this is why it worked, right? What if works when you say, "What if this happened? What would happen?" Well, if Star Lord was different, if he was impressive, yeah. if he was a leader, yeah, you want to? I think that's a great idea to do that because I I think our sounds I are think we're okay. super Weird. Anyway, if, if that's the case, then Korath is a fanboy for him, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Right. And the same, and like Rooker's relationship is very similar to the other relationship, except the leadership that Bozeman or or that T'Challa brings, that leadership makes the difference.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, like it's, it's, uh, it's T'Challa kind of spreading his personality his characteristics his uh, empathy his compassion for people on to the rest of the crew and so you have Yandu, who's now a more empathetic mm-hmm. person um and he, he i mean he's completely ooh, he as a uh, t'challa has completely changed what the ravagers do right, right? because right. of how he's you know there was a line that he said was uh something along the lines of like it you know whatever money you get or whatever riches you receive it's always it's it's always more rewarding to know the good that that outcome will have for people rather than the riches that you hold for yourself right. essentially was it's that's my paraphrase um like what a what a thing to say
1: yeah and the, and like it is the answer to Thanos's problem right, which mm-hmm. is how he does it, but it's also what's in i think it, you know in Yandu's heart. Like one mm-hmm. of the things we know is Yandu's a decent person. Yeah. Like he makes these decent choices. Yeah. And and now we get to see him without the burdens that came with right. with what happened with Quill, and right. that change transforms him. And that's really what I think is great. In the same way, but one of the things I loved, I mean, I loved that Nebula. I mean, Kara Gillian did a great job with the sort of flirty. Yeah. Like she 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 does she knows this kind of thing. Uh, both from Doctor Who and from right. you know Gunpowder Milkshake, which you could watch, which was not that good. I,
0: but, I turned that movie off about 45 minutes yeah. in.
1: So, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but um, but she, the thing that we saw was she wasn't completely replaced by machinery. Right. Right, because T'Challa had stopped Thanos early enough, and that's what makes a great what-if. Yeah. When we see consequences in the long haul yeah. for the decision
0: yeah, well, she had she had hair. She had she was wearing different kinds of clothing. She was a completely different. She was flirtatious, right? You know, the Nebula that we know in the Sacred Timeline is very calloused and hard, and you know, cynical. Well, and so damaged, and, yeah, exactly. And and all those things are coming from the damage that Thanos did. You know, um, and I mean, at this point, I mean, they even have a little bit of a relationship right here like a, a it, i wouldn't call it a great relationship or even a good relationship but there's there's more of a relationship than there was prior right it, yeah exactly. and, and the other thing is gamora is not in the picture right because thanos never went around doing what he did mm-hmm. so gamora is not even a, not even around
1: and so all of those changes are are the what if Mm-hmm. Template and Drax's that
0: family being spared and uh, it saved. was a great moment. What a moment. great moment. Yeah.
1: The, and he's, you know, it's hilarious. Yeah. And it's charming, but it's also this great moment of what would Drax be like? Right. Well, he'd be a bartender. Bartender. And right. And he'd, and he'd be happy right. in some way. And he'd be happy. Yeah. You know? He,
0: that was the only actor I think who wasn't original was right. was Dave Batista didn't come back for that that uh, that role. Um otherwise, everybody. everybody well, Tachaka was. Tachaka, Tachaka, yeah, no, John Connie came back. Amazing. By, yeah,
1: yep. Um, the other thing I I want to say is that, I, and I, so this is my 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 level of joy at an extended Howard the Duck scene. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: I, I knew you were gonna enjoy that. Yeah. So yeah. good. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I a, have been a fan of Howard the Duck since the comics, not the film certainly, but the comics, <laughs> and uh, it was great to see that character have the integrity has, mm-hmm. um, and be problematic and what i was really happy was you know we he didn't escape like he may show up somewhere else at some point yeah but it wasn't like he joined the team because that would have felt really cheap i would have felt weird
0: right yeah well he did just lead t'challa to a different location right like he he was a plot device but at the same time like a fun Almost Easter egg y sort of thing because he what he we popped up at the end of Guardians he does right and one? he yeah
1: and, he, and very similar drinking that weird green yeah. martini yeah um, but here we would get to see him doing his thing too and like you always talk about how character is important mm-hmm. and so yeah he's a plot device but he's a plot device who You're, yes is, yeah, has in the integrity of the character he's supposed to right so it's not just an Easter egg uh, it's an Easter egg in Guardians of the Galaxy here he's a he's a player in, in right. the game yeah uh, and you know, it's uh, Seth Green played him and I love that too. And he, I, did he
0: play him in the other scene in guardians I as don't well? No,
1: I don't know the answer to that, Okay, but I would love to see, I would love to see that character return yeah. in some other fashion. I don't know how they'll ever, I mean, but I didn't think they could do the eternal. So, you know, <laughs> so we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you fit him into into everything, but
1: uh, yeah, I thought the writing echoed guardians really well, mm-hmm. even though it, it was definitely not the same team. I love that Taserface was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean even it was a little bit weird at first hearing it, almost seeing Guardians with T'Challa cuz you're used to the goofiness of of Quill, but you know T'Challa brings a, a sophistication to the mm-hmm. the role of Star-Lord and you can't have the same type of humor. However, it it never felt like it clashed cuz right the humor was there. Right. From Guardians, but T'Challa's sort of humor never, it didn't clash with it, but it contrasted nicely with everything. Cause I mean, just the way he's delivering lines and the type of humor that T'Challa has is, is much, much different than, than Quills. And that yeah. was the big, it was weird to kind of watch, but it was really refreshing at the same time.
1: It was the, the cosmic people around him had all the humor, right? Yeah, um, right, right. And, and
0: right. He, uh, right. Uh, Sean Gunn's right. character and, thing. and, uh, Taserface coming in, right? All those people, um, uh, what was his name? Um, Jimon Hansus,
1: right? Korath.
0: Korath, yeah. Who? Uh, I mean, hilarious! And, what a great twist on that character. Uh,
1: yeah, and so good to see him coming back. Yeah, I mean, he's been in too many movies for a character that sort of bites it early in yeah. the series. Like he's been around a lot. It's great. Yeah. And the the other thing I want to say is that uh, the collector character is mm-hmm. a much more interesting and more compelling character when he's dangerous yeah and we the expert the, the, the seeing and understanding sort of the horror of mm. what he's doing under and, and seeing him as a, a real wheeler and dealer like a mafioso almost right and seeing him with power like yeah uh, no know, certainly because in, in guardians
0: armed. he's kind of this cowardly right um scam artist it feels like who just wants to rip people off but only for his benefit but he doesn't he doesn't want to attain power he's not seeking power in that mm-hmm. in that movie but in this you're like oh, th- this is what this guy could have been if he had if he had stepped into w- the the power vacuum that Thanos right left behind and he's i mean he's definitely a dangerous guy for sure um and i love that benicio came back to voice him too oh, he did My a really goodness, nice yeah. and a really
1: nice job again too and that he's fun to watch he's so fun to watch and the action sequences were all really well done. Mm-hmm. And we were in that sort of heist mentality. We were kept out of the loop. Yeah. So as an audience, we're being surprised over and over again by what's happening, which is b- balancing that with character right. and with humor. It makes for a really strong piece. I love that, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Karina, I guess, the, the pink slave uh-huh. girl yeah. is, you know, comes out of that slave role. We get to see her not as a victim. Right. You know, all of those those bits, those pieces of the puzzle um uh, make this such a strong entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe let alone in What If? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, it was an, it was an awesome episode. Uh I I mean between, you know, What If Agent Carter was, you know, What If What If Captain America was Agent Carter, whatever they called it, and uh you know, this episode What If T'Challa was Star-Lord. You know, I'm very excited for the next couple of episodes cuz so far the show is is so much fun to watch and uh i think it's only going to get better
1: yeah this is a superior piece of both animated filmmaking and so we still have the same sort of high quality really interesting Mm -hmm. pseudo three-dimensional style art right so it's not you know approaching the uncanny valley it's really interesting i love the way they include the watcher visually in the scenes as well yeah and that the incorporation here and part of it's because they were in a cosmic setting was right. wonderful. Where he's just he is present throughout the right. whole piece, and
0: obviously nobody can see him. It's just this to remind us that he's there. Um, yeah, very very cool.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can say Jeffrey Wright is is a great choice for that. I'm always sad when Jeffrey Wright's not doing more than an yeah. animated role. Yeah, and the Watchers are like the, the these figures. The Watchers in the comics are these like giant headed white guys right so it's sort of interesting we see them for a moment in guardians 2 right when
0: there's they're going through jump jump holes Mm -hmm. which actually sean gunn's character talks about in this he does in this episode briefly um but yeah we see the watchers there with stanley that's one of stanley's cameos in in uh, guardians 2 um, anything else you want to say about this episode?
1: The post-credit scene was a smart way uh, to Easter egg us. Hold, hold right up. Out. I didn't watch a post-credit well, scene. Well, it's not the post-credit, the end scene, whatever. The what final the scene, scene with Quill.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm yep.
1: calling yep. it post-credit, but... It's no, not, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so I was, was like, crazy. wait, I didn't watch something. At the Dairy Queen. At the Dairy
0: Queen. Of course, he would be working at a Dairy Queen and mopping the floors and... And, and the Dairy the
1: Queen cassette. that we see in... Yeah. The ...Guardians 2. Yep. Uh, and... You know, his father arrives to get him and we get the, and now an apocalypse, right? Is an apocalypse coming? Yeah. That's, it's just great because it did what what ifs do. There's other consequences. Right. We've seen all this good, but there's a potential other problem.
0: Right. If Quill doesn't exist as, as Star-Lord to stop Ego from doing what Ego did. What happens? Does Ego continue to do what Ego did? did and then you know who stops him or does is that the end of it right you know um we can i think we can i think we can confidently say that quill was probably among all of the other bones that they found in the uh uh that gamora nebula found in that cave i would imagine that that was the end of quill right there
1: yeah and one of the things i think is going to be interesting is to see where they go so we have this sense that we're going to see a team develop out of this right like where there's a thing coming forward here right and um, whether that team is pulled from these episodes or if these universes are bridging together I interested. that is
0: the question right are we in one singular universe where Captain Carter and T'Challa as Star-Lord exist in the same timeline or are we seeing Captain Carter in one timeline T'Challa in a different timeline in a different reality and then the rest of them are all different realities and are they going to bridge them together and if they do is that how are they going to bridge them together with the sacred timeline that we're used to as well does that make sense like right
1: whatever it is it strikes me that um we're going to see the watcher doing the work in either case the watcher is going to be one of the things in the comics that's an issue is like does the watcher ever intervene and uh, and so in, and if he does, he gets in trouble. Right. But will that be a thing that happens well, here he, because he, of what's going
0: on? he Does intervene, correct? In the comics, he does intervene. Yeah. In the comics. He's not supposed to, but he does. Right. Um. So I, I our, the Watcher is probably our exposition dump. Right? right. Instead of making the characters do it, we at least get to see the person who's actually telling us the story. Mm-hmm. You know, the narrator is giving us the exposition, and that that to me is a little bit better than you know. T'Challa dropping some knowledge real quick just to catch us up. To right, speed, well, you know? I mean,
1: even when we discover that his father's been looking for him, mm-hmm. the the way exposition's done there is wonderful too. Yeah. So they really, I think Marvel understands the need to do that. But yeah, you're right. The Watcher doing that exposition and driving things is part of what the story is. I just know we're never going to, well, we, it's very unlikely I'll we'll ever see a live action version of The Watcher. It just doesn't seem Yeah. like Jeff Wright is going to be able to.
0: Well, and if, if if he was, his head would look completely different, and it's it would be some weird. giant CG character. Be a very right? weird, strange thing. Yeah.
1: So, and that's all I all I've got to say. It was every single beat of this is great. You should definitively go find some Easter egg program on YouTube to watch because go watch Screen Crush on YouTube. There's a ton of, of stuff it, in there. Uh, yeah. in, in there, and but I, I think we can say safely that if this is where the series is headed, these pieces are going to be great and wonderful additions to marvel's universe God, they're
0: so fun i yeah. mean i want to go back and watch both of them right now
1: yeah and you know the other thing is like you want these stories to continue it's what comic books do really well right yeah like comic books are these stories that just keep going and so that's why into the spider-verse is so great, and, and mm-hmm. the idea of the spider-verse is great because there's so many spider-men right right and as comic book writers move they create different spider-man and different spider-man and we can enjoy every single one without betraying another here this star lord doesn't betray quill but it's just a great story yeah and it's a story that teaches us something about humanity in a different look different way it's an it does the what star trek used to do with alternate universes where we get to really reflect on where we are yeah um and in in addition to that it's a great ride yeah like good storytelling too, and that if they can do that across the board, I, I have tremendous worry about the zombies episode. Why? What do you think? I, I don't know. I just have worries about it. I, 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 I always there's a permanence to zombies in my head that I don't want to see applied to these <laughs> characters. But I, I'm anxious to see where it goes. It's just that 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 I fear for that for me, but not for the series because I right. think now I see they're in good hands. Gotcha.
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Racking Focus podcast where we're, you know, we're walking through all of the Marvel stuff right now. We've we've done uh, WandaVision. We've done Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We've done Loki. Now we're on to what if and we're going to continue with uh, all the rest of the crazy amount of content that they're they're releasing in uh, 2021. And uh, I mean, we'll just keep going.
1: Yeah, and we are going to go see Shang-Chi and we'll see the Eternals and the you know new trailer just dropped for that. So yep. uh, you can join us for all of that. And if you want to watch or listen to any of our podcasts about the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the extended Marvel Universe, you can go to our website at com. There's a Marvel page there you can listen to, but you can also listen to our stuff about The Witcher, which we're going to be rejoining shortly. Next um, week, I think. And yeah. uh, also you can uh, listen to our reviews of films, uh, whether those films are good or bad. Uh, you can go and listen to, to those. Some of them are bad. Some of them are bad. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, yes. And uh, come and follow us on Instagram where we're posting uh, you know stills and and screen grabs from uh, other movies that we are watching, but maybe aren't reviewing here on the podcast. And you can get a little mini review of what we think of of that film. I just posted uh, Leon the Professional and gave a little mini review that that I wrote about it. You posted.
1: I did Across One Hundred Tenth Street earlier yeah. in the week. Uh, in the so, mood
0: for love was recent too. Yeah. Like we're just we're just posting films that we we recommend and uh, some very very beautiful cinematography and imagery from from those films. So go follow us there. And you can keep up to date with. With everything that's going on with us.
1: Yeah. So thanks for listening and we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening
0: to the Racking Focus podcast.
1: Coming up on the Racking Focus podcast, the guys will be watching and reviewing The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. Is that good?